Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is James Bell with Diving into the Very Heart of God. As we come together tonight into uh, join hearts to come in on one accord on to hear what the very Spirit of God has to say to us, the church. We've not come ourselves to be heard. We've not come ourselves to to just be a hear, an ear to hear. But yet that it becomes a word that will bring forth revelation and revelation brings forth transformation. And this very work can transform us into the very likeness and image of God in which that we were originally created in. It has been several weeks that since I have really had the opportunity to be with you since I've spoken with you last, I I, I took a business trip down to uh, just north of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I got to say, the, the temperature is a, a lot better than it is here in North Carolina. But regardless, everything that we do, every place that we go is seasoned. As, as it so very well should be within our spiritual walk with God, as it, it should be seasoned. Are we seasoned? Man, I could just I could just really, really run with that one right now. But that's not what the Spirit of God has laid upon my heart. The Spirit of God has just really been dealing with me and in, in so many facets within my walk and my relationship with Him. But I really, really do want to be obedient. I don't want to take things into my hands or at my speed. And just to truthfully be honest with you, God has not really uh, loosened me to to speak any words since we spoke last because there was just so much that God wanted to minister to me, myself. And as I so often use uh, within my post or, or anything that I may put on YouTube, a hashtag of He Ministers to Me First. You see, because I can't just bring you a word just because it sounds good. This has got to be a word that, that ministers to me. I'm not going to be a hypocritical preacher. but I am going to be one that follows and pursues God with all of his heart. And as we could reflect back to maybe those that follow me uh, often, and if, and if you don't, I would, I would encourage you to go back and to listen to all of the other episodes of, of my podcast to hear what the very word, the very essence of what God has really been pouring out to us. You see, because God is coming back after a church, one that is without spot, one that is without wrinkle, one that is without blemish. 
And ladies and gentlemen, anybody that wears anything white or anything that's fancy, it's so easy to get dirty. And I see so many Christians playing tag football out here with the world when they're supposed to be wearing the very garment that God has cleansed and has washed and given unto them. You see, a person that, that stinks really don't think they stink because they can't really smell themselves the way that others do. Oh, I'm going somewhere here tonight. You know, I may lose a lot of people in my podcast. I, I may lose a lot of followers here and there. But you see, the, the, the trueness of this is that you're not really upset with what I'm saying. You're upset with how it's offending you. It's offending you to the point of where you don't want to deal with your filthiness before God. You see, and, and, and the very word that God has spoken to me uh, concerning filthiness, you know, there's a scripture that says that my filthiness is as of filthy rags. And as I was working just last week, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and He said, Son, you know the closer that you get to me, the more that you realize just how dirty you are. Now, in essence, the very thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to me spoke to me was the very same thing that I had just said. The closer we get to God, the more we realize just how dirty we are. Just how much more that we need God to, to cleanse us and purge us from unrighteousness. But I'm not here to talk about that tonight. <laughs> you see, I have a portion of Scripture that God's really been speaking to me on. And I can't stray away from it. You know, it's so ironic and, and how God had given me Scripture to speak on in my last episode in the book of Matthew chapter 7. And it was verse 21 through 23. And for God to continue to speak to me, but... He, he begun with verse 15 and it follows through with verse 20 of Matthew chapter 7 and I want to go ahead and read this and then we're going to kind of give this a, a title topic of what the Holy Spirit desires to speak with each one of us here tonight and Matthew chapter 7 verse 20 uh, verse 15 it begins and reads this way Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves You can identify them by their fruit that is by the way they act Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles 
a good tree cannot a excuse me a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit so every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire and then Jesus follows up with this and he says yes just as you can identify a tree by its fruit so can you identify people by their actions there's so much that is said within these few verses but God is so merciful he's gracious God has a sense of humor. God is love. He is always loving. But God is always looking for an opportunity to bring correction in James's life. You see, because James tries to live to the point of where he knows that he hasn't arrived. And when you get to the point of where you know you haven't arrived and Lord, what more can I do for you? Well, son, let me tell you here. So the very illustration that the Holy Spirit had given me was, Son, how do you know that you are a good tree? How do you know that you are a Christian? How do you know that you are a follower? He said, son, let me, let me break it down to you this way. He said, when you see the mailman beside the road and he may be walking and delivering the mail or he may be riding and delivering the mail from, from residence to residence or from mailbox to mailbox. Would somebody have to come and ask him if he was the mailman? You see, because the mailman will dress in a very certain and particular way. He will have his, his uniform on. He may have his satchel with mail inside of it. The vehicle that they may be driving may say, United States Postal Service. So does somebody really have to ask him if if he's a mailman? Does he even have to tell people that he is the mailman? How about a firefighter? You see them riding around in the big red truck and they got fire hoses and they're pulling up to the house that's ablaze or maybe there's a, a kitty kitty stuck in the tree. But they're wearing their uniform and the very acts in which that they are partaking in 
shows the very essence of what they are whether they may be a mailman or a fireman or a policeman a politician a truck driver a cashier and the list could go on and on and on but see a lot of people when they're not in their uniform and they're not doing their daily routes and doing their daily activities that they get paid to do that they get rewarded for so when you see them out on the street you really don't know what they are you could make a guess but I'd venture to say that you may be wrong but when we see people in the very act Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope and pray that you are hearing what the Spirit of God is saying here tonight. Do people know that we're a Christian by the way that we act, the way that we walk, the way that we talk, the way that we treat others? Is the evidence there for them? Or are they seeing a a bad fruit on a good tree? Are they seeing a good fruit on a good tree? Are they seeing a bad fruit on a bad tree? You see, because my Bible said that a good fruit cannot produce bad fruit. So I have to really ask the, the very essence of this question. What kind of fruit are you bearing? And the very fruit that you are bearing will tell us what kind of tree you are. In the same instance that an apple tree cannot bear forth a orange, an orange tree cannot bear an apple. You see, because it's out of its it's out of its domain. It's, it's, it's out of the very essence of what it was created to be. You see, really, this is really only a question that you can answer for yourself. Now, we can be fruit inspectors and so many people can tell by the very fruit that is being bared in what kind of tree you are but what's so much more important than that is even if people don't see what kind of fruit that you're bearing you see because the fruit that you're bearing is is not for yourself it is not for me it is for the kingdom of God Ladies and gentlemen, what are your fruits? You know, if I just if I have to really be honest here, we could turn to the book of Galatians. And Paul gave us so many examples of what bad fruit and what good fruit is. 
Galatians chapter 5. You see Paul was speaking to the, to the Galatian church. And he, and he said in chapter 5 verse 19, he said, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. You see, I don't, I don't see anywhere in this scripture here where Paul stuttered. I don't see anywhere in this scripture where Paul made an apology. You know, we got, we got too many preachers, we got too many prophets and, and people apologizing for bringing forth the very word of God. You see, it's, it's, it's impossible that offense will not come. But it's what you do with the offense when it does come. And for some of you, the very word of God offends you. But some of you delight in the offense. And I'm not here to be mean or cruel. You see, because if you, as I've said before, I thought probably the last couple podcasts, you know, never in scripture did. Jesus approached the scribes and the Pharisees in a manner of, hey, I'm sorry of, about what I'm about to say for, or for what I'm about to say. But Jesus would call them out and He would call them out on the spot. You see, because they thought that they were so religious that they thought everything that they were doing was right. But the reality is that the right that they were doing was only with their lips. but yet they fail to allow it to be their heart, to be the very heart of God. And I don't want to get too deep into that because that's, a, that's actually another podcast, that God, uh, another episode that God's just really been dealing with me on. But I want to get back to the very thing that Paul was saying here to the Galatians. He said, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And he began to name them like this. He said, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins just like this. Now we could sit here and we could give you a definition of what each one of these are, but you know, I would implore you to, to take the time and to take the opportunity to open your Bible and to find these for your very self in Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 19. But you see, Paul didn't, he didn't leave this there. He also gave them a list of what the good fruits of the Spirit are. And he continues on with verse 22. He said, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness 
and self-control. Throughout the list of these attributes of good fruits and bad fruits, if you look at yourself, if you ask God to, to just as David did, he said, Lord, search me and see if there's any weakness in me. Are we allowing God to search us? Or are we just continuing to move on with the hope that this bad fruit would revive and become good or become new again? But see, the very thing is that you can't turn sexual immorality into something good. See, because sexual immorality is sex outside of marriage. It's fornication. You can't make anything good come out of that. So as Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 7, the only thing that it's good for is to be cut down, to be thrown away, to be done away with. all these lists of bad fruits there's nothing that that's good that can come out of them and if you're bold enough that if you have someone that is really a friend that you trust that you can take the what we would call a constructive criticism and say hey what kind of person am I am I a selfish person Am I a drunkard? Am I very hostile? Do I practice idolatry? Do I put other things before I put God first? Is God the first thing in my life or is there something else that's bigger than God, bigger than God in my life? Ask God to, to speak with you to show you I would guess that maybe some of these you may be able to answer for yourself you see because the, the very great commission that James has been given was when Jesus ascended unto the Father he said go unto all nations and make disciples of all men. And ladies and gentlemen, that's my goal. That's my desire. That's the very thing in which that God is doing to me myself. Is He is making me a disciple. You see, because when, when, when He chose the twelve... The twelve had so many flaws in their life. And even as Jesus ascended into the Father, they still had flaws in their life. But you see the difference between of where they were and where they were when, when, when He found them and when they, where they were when He left them is that they were walking closer with Him. He never got out of their sight. They were always together. If you saw Jesus, you saw the disciples. 
And the disciples' words were no longer their own words, but they became the very words of Jesus Christ. Do we see this progression in our walk with God? Or do we have other things that is suffocating what God desires to do in our life? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just as guilty as the next person because there's so much that God desires to, to do in me before He can do through me. And as I was speaking with a, a new friend today, you know that God gave me the very scripture of Hebrews chapter 4. That to submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. And the only way to receive that very promise that the devil would flee from you is that you submit to God. Submitting to God is so easy to do in our spirit because our spirit man desires to do so. But the fleshly man is something that is always at war with our spirit. Our flesh's desire is to, to sin, is to not, not feed the spiritual man that what it needs to grow, to become enlarged. You see, because if you take, excuse me, if you take two dogs and if you name one of them flesh and you name the other one spirit, you know, if you feed them equally, then they will be equally yoked. They will be the same. They'll be the same size. They are intaking the same amount. But if you feed the flesh more than you feed spirit, well, flesh is going to be bigger. He'll dominate the spirit. He will even eat his food. But if you flip the script on this one and you begin to feed the spirit dog more than you feed the flesh, you see, it's going to happen in the same way that the spirit man is going to override the flesh. You see, that's why it's so hard for so many people to say no to sin. It's because that, mm, you see, because you're not feeding your spirit man what it needs to overcome your flesh. And maybe nobody's told you that before. But it's something that you need to hear. There's nothing wrong with watching a little bit of TV with your family. But how many of you open your Bible with your family? How many of you get in your prayer closet by yourself and pray to God? How many of you take the Word of God and, and you'll open it and you'll just read a few verses and you feed and you feed and you feed and you feed, and you feed off of that? And you meditate it. And you allow it to become life to you. 
You see in Proverbs chapter 4 it says to incline your ears to my sayings. You see God is He's not going to make you do it. But God desires it more so than you do. He has never, ever, ever done anything that was not in your best interest. Ladies and gentlemen, today I beg, I plead with you that now is the time to stop producing bad fruit. Let's feed our spirit man's more so that he can dominate the flesh. I pray that this very word sinks in because I know without a doubt that I've said the very words that God has desired for me to speak. Words that there would have with words that were no thought on that were ever going to come out of my mouth. That's the beauty of, of walking in the presence of God and, and speaking from the Spirit. As some other ministers or other preachers know that they know when the Spirit has said everything that He desired to say. He already knew the very ears that were going to hear the very words that were spoken. And when the preacher knows that the Spirit of God has said what he wanted to say and the Spirit of God is done saying it, then it's time to quit talking. There's not much more than what James can say here tonight. I had other scripture in mind, but the Spirit had other things in heart. So without further delay, I would like to take just a few moments of, in prayer to pray for myself, to pray for the listeners, to pray for all of you out there that support this ministry. If you could just find a, a quiet spot for, for just a moment. And I believe that God is going to continue to speak and minister to you on behalf of the very things that he has said you know I so often try to encourage my listeners you know even when I preach behind the pulpit or on YouTube that, that don't hear my voice but hear the voice within inside of my voice you see because he has so much more to say than what I do I have nothing to say unless the Spirit of God gives me something to say. So as some of you have already found that quiet spot, let us go to the Lord in prayer, in reverence and honor. Let us pray. Our dear heavenly, gracious, loving, honorable Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, this opportunity. Lord, to be able to call upon your name, we thank you for the very breath that you have placed within inside of our bodies. Lord, that this day that you have given us, Lord. Lord, this very day, Lord, that you had destined from the very beginning that you desire to speak a, 
a right now word to us lord a word that would bring change and that would introduce a transformation to our lives to the way that we think the way that we act the way that we live lord as we move forward in your calling and in your blessings father lord we no longer walk as someone that just is dressed and posing as the mailman but yeah lord our actions and our deeds are going to follow suit and people are going to begin to see the very words the transformation that is taking place in our lives lord and we're not going to have to tell people that we are a christian but your very word is going to manifest itself within us lord as we submit to you as we submit to your will as we submit to your desire lord as we understand that in the process of doing such lord that it's not within our ability to do so but lord as we submit to you lord you give us grace as a preacher of John Brevere, he, he he just so frequently speaks on grace and that, you know, grace is God's empowerment. It is God's ability that gives us the empowerment to go beyond our natural abilities. And Lord, naturally, Lord, we can't please you. So Lord, as 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 paul has said that grace would be added unto you as peter said that grace would be multiplied unto you lord we ask lord that you would add and multiply grace to our lives lord so that we can live this life that is pleasing before you because lord as we've said lord that this relationship with you is not about a set of rules it's about how much we honor you in everything that we say and everything that we do. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, once again for this opportunity to bring forth your word, to be the salt and the light of this earth, to go forth and to make disciples. Lord, as we go our separate ways here, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would bring us all back together very shortly lord with another revealed word from your heavenly throne a word that's revealed that will also again introduce transformation in our life lord we thank you lord we praise you lord we love you we give you the honor the praise the thanksgiving all of the glory in jesus name amen Ladies and gentlemen, once again, as always, I thank you for, for joining in with me, whether it's tonight or, or two weeks from now or a year from now. I thank you for joining with me. I thank you for those that share this episode, those that invite others to listen. You know, because the very words that that the Lord has spoken here tonight is not only for yourself but it is for people around you it may be for it may be a word that your wife needs to hear it may be a word that your parents need to hear 
So I pray that you would walk in obedience and that you would deliver this mail just as God has given it to you. Again, thank you for joining me in this episode of, of this podcast of diving into the heart of God as we move forward in God together. I thank you. I love you. And I will talk to y'all soon. As always, I leave my email. Any type of link that I can find that you may be able to get in touch with me for prayer, for advice. I don't know everything, but I know the one that does. God bless you. I love you. And we will talk to you soon. Good night.